It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase. It is. It's that time of the week again. Thrill of the Chase on a Thursday night. And usually on a Thursday night, things get very, very loose and very similar to the last time I spoke to our great friend James Vandermart. We're on tenterhooks, James, because Jess Fox is once again in action, this time in the C1 slalom, and she's a very good chance to get that elusive gold medal. Hello, Jimmy. Welcome. Hello, mate. Uh, how far off is Jess Fox from sailing down the white water? All right. So I think they're three. She's she's the last because she qualified number one. So I, I would imagine she's Not only... again. Uh, yeah. She she beat it by seven seconds, so that's what I'm worried about. But uh, yeah. I, I'd imagine she's probably ten minutes away or so. I think they're up to their third or fourth competitor. So um, I will butt in at some point when uh, when it's time because it's pretty big. This would be the one. Tags is just loaded up on her at a dollar eighty. So we'll wait and see what uh, what she's got in her. Fairly decent price, really, for uh, for someone who's been Absolutely. so dominant. Uh, you know, apart from those couple of little errors that we saw, was that yesterday? Uh, two days ago? A yeah. Of days look, ago. Yeah, look, apart from that, she, she wins gold there, so it's probably not too bad of a price. But uh, big show ahead, mate. We've got so much to get through. We'll start off with a bit of a review from what's uh, taken place at the, the races today. Shepparton raced earlier today. Warrigal now underway. Uh, a little bit later on in the show, we'll, of course, preview the, the big racing up the straight on Sunday. The, uh, the Victorian State uh, Straight Track Championship final looks a cracker. They were running incredible times in the, the South Australian version of that race with... Uh, what I, what I was told was like a hurricane behind them running up the straight. So hence they, they broke the record, I think, in consecutive races at Murray Bridge uh, with their straight track championship heats. But looking forward to that on Sunday. And then a little bit later on in the show, we turn our attention to Sandown Park. I'm back in the broadcast box. I've had a little bit of a spell. I'm fresh. I'm raring to go, Johnny, and hopefully we can find a winner or two. They have just raced the previous at Warrigal. So they're getting through that program pretty quickly with a couple still to go there. Absolutely. How was your afternoon, mate? How's all the damage from uh, from the other night when it was yeah. uh, it was like a cyclone? Mate, it was chaotic, to be honest. Um, it, did, it turned from nowhere. And like I said to you when we first went to air, it sounded like the, the building I was in, the roof was about to lift off the place. And as it turned out, the trees did come down out the front. And um, found out today, my lovely wife got on the phone and she said, I'm pretty sure if you cut up a tree on your, because it sort of landed on our um, nature strip and then sort of has gone through the gate, blocked us in, but but it hasn't really damaged too much. And apparently, if uh, if it's on the nature strip and the tree's base is on the nature strip, it becomes a council's problem. And if you are actually to cut it up, you actually can get in trouble for doing that. So lucky my wife knew the rules. She called up, um, and, and the council apparently are going to come out and chop up the tree and take it away. So it's uh, it's not a bad result for us. Absolutely. Well. You sent me the video of what uh, what was taking place at uh, at your place, and it was chaotic scenes. Yeah, it was, mate. And as I said, like I've never seen trees that are probably 30, 40 metres high just just bend the way they did. Um, it was it was probably the strongest wind I've witnessed since I've been 
living up uh, up in the Yarra Valley. And it's been a pretty uh, pretty crazy time up there. Obviously, the Dandenongs. I'm not sure if you've had a chance to to ever venture up there post storm, but um, e- even up there, it's it's looking pretty uh, pretty different with uh, with just how many trees have come down. So I guess it's Mother Nature. It's probably the way of the world. And before it was uh, was popularised like it is now, it was probably the way it was. And I guess to prevent burning, uh, Mother Nature creates its own way of bringing trees down. Absolutely. Well, I hope, my friend, I hope that all is well at the house and not there wasn't too much damage and um, and you you didn't have too much to do with the cleanup. Yeah, pretty good, mate. To be honest, the, the only real damage we ended up with, although it was looking pretty chaotic, the um, the wife had put one of the lamps out the front. Um, I'm not too sure why, but uh, that got blown right across into another paddock. Oh, so no. <laughs> apart oh, from no. that, mate, it's uh, it's a pretty good result. But I think she didn't want the lamp anymore anyway, so it's a win-win for all of us. Oh, great result. Great result. Yeah. All right. Hey, um, we'll uh, we'll keep people up to date when when Jess Fox does go. And of course, if anyone wants to uh, join in the conversation, oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. Jump on anything uh, anything you've got for James Vandermart or myself. Let us know. Where do you want to start, James? Yeah, big day of racing uh, at Warrigal. We've got uh, 12 races down there. When I say big race, it's a it's a 12 race program. Not the greatest depth in the meeting. Um, it is just a restricted tier three meeting. But just going through a couple of the results. Race one was won by Evan Lee. Got home at about seven dollars from box number five. Just led all of the way. Um, Aviana Bell won race two in, in probably one of the the slower races you'll you'll just about ever see. Um, 23. 76 was the winner's time and the uh, the vet and as well the uh, the stewards had a pretty decent uh, task there going through the results of that race there was uh, a greyhound that uh, that did receive a uh, failing to uh, to pursue so yeah it was it was a bit of a messy race the second Ballyweight woman led most of the way in race number three meg rose this is a greyhound who just loves to run a place but never wins she got the job done in race four um, good clash in race five to start the quaddy. My Wanderer, Queen Charisma, they staged the, the definition of a two-dog race, a two-dog war, really. They, they fought that one out with My Wanderer just getting there to score. Aston Sunset handled box eight nicely, got to the rail and won race six. Uh, race seven went to Secret Key and, and race number eight just ran as we came on air, was won by Gosh for Grant Walker from box number one. And a little bit of a, a favourite of ours, Naga Viper, who won us all of that big-time cash at 25 to 1 on the show about, a, what was that, two or three weeks ago, Johnny? Uh, it finished how, up hey, how third. Can I, how could I forget one of the yeah, great you, tips of all time? You could not forget it, mate. Race six, uh, number one it was. It finished third. And, look, it might be one just to pop in the black book as one to follow in a similar type of race because it was up leading, showed, I think, a new PB to the first mark, 6.47, and then Black Power... Um, who was well-backed in the race. It was box number four. They just wanted to smash into each other, turning for home. So there might be a little bit of upside with Naga Viper, although I don't think we're going to get 25 to 1 in that class again. No, no. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine so. Uh, what, else, uh, what else tickled your fancy for, for the afternoon? Was there any uh, big upsets that you uh, wanted to discuss? Yeah, up at uh, Shep today, there were a couple of results. The first was to a favourite, Red Raven. Again, it was it was a moderate meeting on paper, and race one, they only went 22.98, which is very moderate time. Race two was won by Bad Boy Vegas, was expected to go close to winning, had a run of seconds beside its name. 
uh, went 22-27. Kraken Latte won the third in 22-27. Nothing really, you know, set the, the track alight up there, all in Chester. Thought he might have been the best bet of the day, race five, number four. He'd been knocking on the door in, in races that were maybe just a little bit too far for him. He was failing to finish off. He got the job done. And, and just toward the end of the meeting, Burning Amy won race seven, was very, very well back from box eight. Uh, the, the clash in race eight's worth having a look at the replay. First to eighth. There was only two and a half lengths from first to last, and the winning margin was 0.01 of a length. So there was absolutely nothing between them. It was one one hundredth, in fact, one one thousandth of a second between first and second placing. And as I said, only two and a quarter lengths between the whole field. That was race eight, and it was the upset that you were talking about, Johnny. $22 winner, Maggie Pye, and she got there by the barest possible margin. Oh, yeah. That's what I like to see. I like that sort of stuff. The upsets. Uh, who, who doesn't love a roughie, but it's even a little bit more special when uh, when you're on board. The other runner that we probably should mention is a good old veteran dog, Roots Rock Riot. He was purchased from the, the Ready to Race auction series, which will hopefully be back up and running for those who are wanting to get involved in, in Greyhound Racing. And, and, and it's the best way to get involved with a race dog so quick, the Ready to Race auction series. He was purchased there, I'm going to say two or three years ago, Roots Rock Riot. Um, he's been a really solid dog and the way he won today was impressive because he found early trouble He was sort of trying to drive through to second placing but just got forced back Eventually got into the clear and, and ran them down and he was probably the run of the day up there at Shepparton Even though the time 22-27 wasn't outstanding It was the way he overcame that trouble and, and still was able to produce a winning burst to score that I thought was pretty impressive Lovely. All right. We got Bendigo Greyhounds in about Five minutes, James. So we'll get a tip from you. Do you want to give out an early tip now so that those listening on the app can uh, can hear it? You've got me worried. Is that been to go Greyhounds or been to go Harness? Harness, Johnny. Right. Well, yeah. still, if you want to hey. give out a tip. <laughs> I was going to say, my tipping's been red hot in the harness. That's why you're getting confused. You had me really worried then because I had no form done for Bendigo Greyhounds tonight. So right. way, to, uh, way to give me a fright. But just having a quick look uh, at that next uh, race, number one. It's the first of nine up at Bendigo Lords Raceway. I'll actually be up there on Saturday night calling the Greyhounds. So it's a lovely, uh, lovely venue. And there is a section of the Greyhounds that was shared with the harness. Um, it's a little cafe sort of just at the end of the home straight at the Greyhounds, um, the start of the home straight at the Harness. And the Greyhound Club have, have pumped a whole heap of money into renovating that. It's all looking swisho, swambo, ready to go. Um, Troy Harley, the, the manager up there, is really excited about that area. But I'm not too sure if it's open yet with these COVID restrictions. But I can't wait to get in there and maybe after race 12 just have one or two cold ones. But uh, <laughs> the Harness, race one, look, there's a favourite, Olivici. This is a horse who was first up. $1.90 from the the pole at Cranbourne was only beaten 1.2 metres. Hung inwards uh, at the 100 metres, which might have been the reason why it got overhauled. So you can see why they're backing that. $1.22 the price. There's no meat on the bone. But one thing I will say, if you see them at $1.22 and they're drifting, you get a little bit worried. But this one here opened up $1.25 into $1.22. And that means somebody out there or a group of punters are happy to take $1.25. And that, that would tell me that the horse should be winning. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think Mitch Abaya, when he came on the other night, we uh, we had a well, he had a little dabble in uh, in the harness world, and he got a dollar twenty five pop beaten by a seven dollar thing. Was was that the first race? Yes, at, the other Mel night. at Melton, I think. Yeah, because was was he doing the night show? Was he that night? Uh, I'm not sure. No, he, I think he just got, he just texted me before the uh, show and said to pump it up, and and then he came on and I said, "You're on." Or well, you've given the tip of this number two, and James Herbertson was on board, and I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, no, I'm he not was sure just what on, day. Yeah, 
Uh, that's all right, mate. That's the joys of the great game, though, isn't it? There's, uh, there's no sure things in racing, but we just have to find the things that would win more than they would lose, I guess. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, look, if you do if you do want to tip this $1.22 favourite and start things off nicely, I'm happy with that. Or we can just stay away and we'll... Uh, <laughs> well, there we'll, you go. The theory is the money was there. It's into a dollar eighteen now. So, you know, you'd, ha- you'd have to think this just bolts in on Avicii based on... Look, you have, you have a bit of a scroll through the field. The second elect is number four, Unspoken Love, at $11. It's had eight starts. The best it's finished was a second at Cranbourne over the 2080, and they ran a mile rate of 207.04 compared to, to Olavici, who, who ran that mile rate in 204.69 in that race and was only beaten 1.2 metres compared to Unspoken Love, who was beaten 11 metres in a, in a mile rate that was almost three seconds slower. So, look, as I say, I don't know a whole lot about harness racing, but the numbers, everything seemed to suggest this fave should just win. Absolutely. All right. Uh, anything you want to add before we head to a quick break and, uh, and we'll reset? Just recapping the uh, the 4x200 freestyle, I'm not sure if you caught up with that. The Chinese upstaging the Aussies. I was at home, I was cheering loudly for the Aussie girls. They put in a, a gallant run to finish third, and to see the first three across the line, I think they all broke the world record, is just yeah. just extraordinary, really. I, I thought I found it a strange decision to have a girl who's just won two gold medals this week already in probably one of her pet events in the 200 metres. Go first. Go first. I would yeah. have thought that, the, I mean, it was all set up for a documentary at the end of it. Ledecky v. Titmus again mm. could have finished that off. And look, who knows whether whether we would have beaten the Chinese. I mean, we'll never know because, and they have put in a stellar swim. But certainly Katie Ledecky was able to get the margin back on the Chinese in the end. But I just thought, surely, surely you would have put Ariane Titmus, unless their plan was to break them up, to get get the start that they were hoping for and just really have a big lead and hope that they were all going to chase. And, and it, yeah. just didn't, it just didn't happen that way. If, if you could have bet live in the run, though, you probably never would have been on the Aussies, really, because uh, once uh, Ariane Titmus couldn't even lead after the yeah. first 200, we thought, oh, no, this this might be a bit of an upset here. And yeah. credit to the Chinese. Though, I, I, look, at the end of the day, I think markets were betting the, the Aussies as a, as a raging hot favourite and you can see why that they've broken the world record and finished third so I don't think you can be disappointed and one thing I've noticed is the, the way these programs work some of these swimmers are swimming so often yeah. at the, the top level it's, it's it must be so demanding on them and you know you, you just have to you have to give them credit for even making the Olympics and if you can finish on a podium that's a bonus so Absolutely. credit to uh, to all the Aussies we'll keep cheering for the uh, the next couple of days and, and when's the Ariane Titmus take on Ledecky 800 is that tomorrow uh, I actually can clarify. I don't know if Ledecky is in the 800, but I know Titmus is. So that'll be yeah, that'll be. It is a clash. Yeah, it'll, it, be, it, it'll be next couple of days. I, I would I'm imagine. almost certain Ledecky's in the 800 because the further they go, yeah. Look, she won the 1500 and, and was probably only going at three quarter pace. Yeah. So she's probably had that advantage of, of being able to, to do that. But yeah, look, it's it's interesting, mate. We'll see uh, over the next day or two. I, I'm pretty sure it could be tomorrow that final. If the listeners know, let us know. Yeah, it's, please. Uh, the Titmus v Ledecky clash uh, number three, I guess you could say, over the 800 metres, I'm pretty sure, this and, time. And the athletics kicking off tomorrow as well, James. Oh, that's exciting, isn't it? Is. The it's big guns good, up the straight. It's always oh, good, I love it. It's always a good week when the athletics kicks off because it, it's it's one of those Olympic sports where you reckon it's just like it's a it's a bedrock part of part of the Olympics. So it's obviously the swimming that most people tune into and then the athletics as well to finish off a big two weeks. So uh, I reckon the next week of action, we've been enthralled by the swimming, 
I reckon uh, I reckon we'll have uh, we'll be enthralled by that as well. I, I'm just looking on the screen here. Titmus and McEwen uh, are in action tonight, so maybe there's the heat to the 800 tonight for um, for Ariane Titmus. So we'll know more a little bit later on. But um, yeah. certainly, hey, Jess Fox, not far away. James, let's take a quick break so we can get back and we don't miss any of Jess Fox's uh, hopefully gold medal winning run. But uh, we've got plenty uh, plenty on the show coming up as well. And hopefully, uh, an appearance from uh, the eBay. Mitchabaya. <laughs> Sounds good. Stand by, everyone. We'll be back on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Yeah, welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. John Donahoe, James Vandermart with you. And don't forget, make sure you download the Watchdog app. I don't know how many times we have to tell them, James, but mm. if they haven't done it by now, well, you, uh, you still have time and make sure... You get it done very shortly. Uh, Warrigal race nine. Very quick tip, James. We're about to jump. Yeah, I like the six and the eight here. I think the winner will come from that pair. All right, stake. Just about ready. There's the green light. Ninth on the program. Set to go. Racing, Mr. Football, only a fraction slow to begin and showing pace. Miss Summerton's the early leader. Miss Summerton about two lengths in front of to be sure. And then came Mr. Football. In behind those was Bit of Pepper. Then for the back was Liberty Royal Esfahan. Around the corner, the leader was to be sure. Down the outside, Mr. Football's making ground to be sure's in front. Mr. Football's coming late and Ted gets up. Mr. Football beats to be sure and then came All Liberty Royal. All I do Now, by law, I've probably gone early on that because I paid $1.90. But this is a completely different show to Trackside, and we have a little bit more slack rules, James. So I am going to play music just for that. Yeah, look, it looked like a race for the outside boxes. Five was a good beginner who looked for the rail, created space, six, seven, eight, all got clear runs. And look, I think you're playing music for the way it won, Mr. Football, because it gave them a decent head start, didn't it? It looked like it was in a little bit of trouble, but did uh, did click up the gears nicely at the end. And, and box eights, it's go. You could see that just really freewheeling out wide. So if it had a drawn one, two, three, I wouldn't have tipped it. But uh, from box eight, just had all of the favours. Just trying to see that Bendigo harness race, if that's uh, been round and one. There was a false start. Um, I'm not sure if they've gone in the Bendigo harnesses yet. We'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. My screen here, let me just have a look. No, I don't think they've gone yet because it says it's minus seven minutes since mm. it was supposed to run. So I'm not sure if it's gone just yet. Uh, 04 just notice something uh, weird. I'm just obviously I've got an eye on the uh, on the canoeing. I should mm -hmm. say the Brazilian uniform, very similar to the Aussie uniform. I actually thought it was uh, Jess Fox coming up, but it looks on the on the sleeve. It's got Brazil, and then it's got like a Southern Cross like star formation. So it looks very much like the Aussies from the distance when they when they um, first started. So maybe the Brazilians rolling with the uh, the old Southern Cross as yeah. well. And can everybody see the Southern Cross, or is it only from Australia that you can see the Southern Cross? Well, it must see, be everywhere. This, this is this is what I and probably what we down here in Australia uh, assumed that we had sort of first dibs on it and and always yeah, saw okay. it. But hey, maybe maybe we are uh, maybe we are sorely mistaken. You know that old saying: you learn something new every day. We could be learning yeah. something new right now, James. Yeah, straight off the Guernsey of the Brazilians, quite yeah. possibly. But yeah. uh, no, look, I. I'm not very good when it comes to astronomy. It wasn't my uh, wasn't my strong point. So, uh, well, do you know what a star is? 
Yeah, isn't it a build-up of gas? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I had a bit of an argument with the wife the other day about uh, about this. She uh, she tried to tell me it was some meteorite flying towards Earth or something. No, I, I said, no, nah, it's, it's not that. <laughs> and look, science and, and all that sort of stuff was never a strong point of mine. But I believe it's just millions of pixels of gas or something like that that are, I don't know, you, you might explain it better but I think that's what it was. Yeah, I, I'm happy to roll with that anyway, mate. They are scoring up their Bendigo Harness for that uh, that first event. Olivici's about $1.20 so we spoke of it firming up. It's now started to go out, getting about $1.20 on Olivici. Alright, should we take this? Yeah, let's take oh, it. Let's get an odds on home again. Alright, absolutely. Let's do it. Well Alright, they're just in the middle of an Addington race at the moment. We'll take the... Uh, We'll take the audio of Bendigo in just a moment while they finish this race at Addington. The old split screen going at the moment, James. So, uh, on, over on Sky 2. Let's have a look and see. But there is a $1.28 favourite in this one at Bendigo. So, and Jess Fox not far away, I reckon. All right, let's head, to, let's head to Bendigo now. Sorry, James, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think we still have the Addington audio coming through, but... Just trying to see where Olivici's got to here. There was one that galloped out the back, and I'm a little bit concerned it's our odds on favourite. Yeah. So I'm not 100% sure. I'm just trying to see the colours here and, and have a bit of a look. But uh, if that's the case, I'm, I'm thinking, Johnny, where that horse lasts, uh, the last one on the screen. All right, well, let's uh, let's see how it all finishes up over the 2150. The all Swedish bred filly and is going to speed across and take up the running. So Aldebaran Lavissa is able to dash around and take the lead role from Could Do With The Rain. Trixie Nixie's left out first over, moving up to the wheel of its stablemate in the one out, one back, unspoken love. Three back along the inside, buried away Jessica's story under supplanter. Aldebaran Yahtzee is back second last. And the last one, Olivici, is going to have to come around the entire field. The odds on favourite, he's 20 off the lead. 30.2 the first quarter. So for the three-year-old maiden trotters, it was a fast first lap. And it's Aldebaran Lavissa in front. Superbly bred filly, only having her third race start. She's doing it keenly. Trixie Nixie, the stablemates up, keeping her company. And third on the inside could do with a rain. Now having to wait on the Harad D. Trotter's sprint lane. Unspoken Love's pulling in the 1-1. Moving up to cover it was uh, Olivici's moving up three wide and getting into the action from the back. On the pegs, buried away Jessica's story. Three back from Supplanter and the last one was Aldebaran Yahtzee. 32 three second quarter, 62-5 for the half. The leader, Aldebaran Lavessa, she leads by a metre. The outside, Trixie Nixie, right there and three wide Olivici. So it'd have to be good to win out there. He's three deep and uh, trying to work up to them. In the middle there, could do with the rain, waiting on the sprint lane exit. In the centre, unspoken love, Jessica's story, Supplanter and Aldebaran Yahtzee was held up past the 400. Quarter down the back in 30 seconds flat. A line of three. Aldebaran Lavissa has got the Defner Hood off. Trixie Nixie goes up to join it. And Olivici's coming at the pair out three wide. The favourite. Supplanter's about to move out four wide. No run unspoken love. Could do with James, I'm just going to butt into break. this race uh, as the favourite storms around the outside down the straight and should get the job done. But it's that oh, time. Galloping. It's that time. What does the fuck say? <laughs> Come on, Jesse, And away she goes. So... I don't have an idea of what time she needs to win it. Let's just have a look and make sure she's... And I know you don't have vision. That was the gate she hit the other day. She's clear through that one. She's through five gates now. Those, um, I tell you what, those gates we have to go in the opposite way would be oh. an absolute nightmare for me. Yeah. You'd have to be so strong to push upstream. But yeah. uh, she'd be halfway through now, wouldn't she, Johnny she's Boy? Through, have we got a, have we got a nine, time? Nine races, uh, she's through nine gates. 
and she's two seconds ahead of the current leader Beautiful. in the split. So let's just see what just she avoid can penalties. do. Just don't hit any of those gates, Jesse. All right. It always looks like the rapids pick up when she's um, when she's on. <laughs> don't you reckon? <laughs> like the other day. I, I don't but, have vision, but I yeah. agree with you, Jerry. All right. She's navigating the course well. She's through 15 gates at the moment. Bit of a bounce through there at the 16th. Trying to commentate canoeing. Jesus, not uh, not my strong point, but she's going well at the moment. No penalties. She's about 65 seconds through. So she's 17, 18 gates, no touches at the moment. Her split is four seconds here, James. Oh, and she's got good. five gates to go. Come on, Jesse. Come on. Here we go. She's through 20 now. She had a four-second lead at the last split. Couple more gates to navigate. 22 of 25 at this stage. Come on, Jess. She's got two gates left, James. Down the she stream do she it. goes. She's got one more upstream gate to hit. She didn't touch that there. Nice. All right, last gate. And she's away through the... Here we go. This is going to be it, James. Goal. Let's see. Tell me, John. Yeah, she's yes. got it. Jess Fox yeah, gets gold finally. She's done it. And yeah, beauty. Oh, look at that. The raw motion. She finally did it. Jess Fox, well done. An absolutely flawless run that was. And she's got one of each now. She's got two bronze, but now she's got a gold, and she's understandably emotional, James. Yeah, absolutely all credit to her. That is that is an incredible effort. As I say, I don't have the vision because I'm in the broadcast box at Sandown, but by gee, after after what we, we saw two days ago at about this exact time, she had to she had to pick herself up, go again, new event, takes home gold for Australia, and it's become a pretty good Olympics this one for the green and gold. Oh mate, I now, I don't know if you could hear it, but I actually physically jumped when she crossed the line. <laughs> um, you, hopefully, I didn't hit any uh, anything here, but uh, I actually physically jumped. <laughs> Mate, it's, it's brilliant. And that, that's that's the spirit of Australia, isn't it? We get behind our athletes and, look, we're, we're, we're there with them and, and hopefully there's a few more goals to come. But that is, like you say, after what happened, though, two days ago, that, that is even more special, I think, for Jess Fox to be able to bounce back after, let, let's face it, probably a disappointing run for her on, on Tuesday and then to come out and win gold a couple of days later. Very, very exciting stuff. It was a flawless run. It was an absolutely flawless run. And obviously the mistakes made the other day, she learned from and uh, mm. fair play to her. But I tell you what, um, yeah, it, it sort of, it brings your, um, it brings your, your patriotism really out a, a lot here. And I'm, I'm sort of lost for words. I'm really excited and really happy for her. Yeah, it's good to see, and and we love our Aussies, we love our Aussie athletes, and that's a that's a huge result. So well done to uh, to Jess Fox, uh, another gold medal for Australia. And as I said, mate, we're only a couple of days in. What's today? About day six. So hopefully, still plenty plenty more gold to come I for know. Australia. How good! So no penalties there. One hundred five point oh four was her time. James, I need to take a break and, and stop shaking. We've got to get to the news and we'll come back and we will talk some greyhounds. I know we've been very Olympic focused here, but we will talk a little bit of greyhound action. Stand by. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. What does the fuck say? Gold. It says bloody gold is what it says. I'll tell you that. Jess Fox. Gold medalist, silver medalist, bronze medalist. She's got them all. What's the point in going to the next Olympics? <laughs> yeah, she's flying, mate. Let's get down to Warnable now. Yes. They're off and racing in the first. 
Killer Chandra won the start. Will open up two lengths early in second. Tom's Express. King's Right pushes through with Poison Sky deeper. Then it's a broom of Punga Hales. $10 slaps and Wizardry Magic last. On the turn, Killer Chandra out by four lengths. King's Right's closing. Back in third, Poison Sky. Killer Chandra still over two in front. King's Right knuckles down, but it won't be fast enough. Killer Chandra won it. King's Right start was costly in second. Third in Poison Sky. Fourth, Mapunga Hales from Tom's Express. Then $10 slaps. It's a broom. Uh, Killer Chandra, seven, four, and eight. $14 for Killer Chandra, the winner there. King's Right in second and Poison Sky in third. And we're... Right on the back of this is Warrigal, James. Yeah, it's flying all this racing at the moment, one after the other. And I, I'm not a big fan of that killer, Sandra Greyhound, because we tipped it, I reckon, twice on this show where it's been nearly odds on favourite and got rolled. And then it's come out and won two races at a big price. So just one of those dogs that is unfortunately really, really hard to follow. But it was it was a nice, strong winner there, defeating the, the as a party runner who closed off for second. But Warrigal uh, race 10, this, this is honestly a throw-a-dart type of race because... They're, they're all sort of 23.10 to 23.30 dogs around Warrigal. There's a field of eight. I'd, I'd be happy to sit this one out, mate. I think, honestly, any of the eight could win and, and we wouldn't be too surprised. All right, so no firm opinion on this one? No, nah, look, I think we'll sit this one out, mate. The market suggests that as well, $3.60. Look, if you're going to have a play, it might be worth playing either some kind of same race multi or even a, even a first four and, and try and get a bit of value into that one. All right, we'll get there in just a moment. There's plenty of... Tell you what, there's plenty of an outpouring of uh, emotion on Twitter for Jess Fox, who is now a gold medalist as well. I tell you what, it's uh, you got to spare a thought for her dad as well, commentating mm. that race live as it happens. And I think he just said three word of three words. Wow, that's beautiful. That was his yeah. uh, that was his uh, remark when she crossed the line. And he competed in the Olympics himself, so he knows what it's all about and, and the, the preparation and the build-up. And But we can only begin to imagine how much effort goes into to getting these athletes to this moment. And I guess we spoke a little bit about the reaction of Dean Boxall, coach of Ariane Titmus, on, on the show on Tuesday. And, and it's exactly that. It's that outpour of emotion for, for not just what happens in the last 10 seconds. And I, I can really relate this to Greyhound Racing in a sense where... Whereas I think we said on Tuesday with, with Lucky Carabid Sarkos, who won the Melbourne Cup with Hard Style Rico, it's not just about that 30-second race or, you know, for example, that one and a half minutes in the in the rapids today for Jess Fox. It's it's about the preparation and the effort. And this being the one event that you can't afford to make any mistakes. And and like you said, she was she was faultless throughout today's uh, today's gold medal run. So congratulations. It's exciting and, and yeah, hopefully a lot more gold to come to Australia. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, I think you know Tom Hackett, who's one of our great uh, great friends here on from Ladbrokes on uh, on Trackside. His tweet sort of said it all. There was two very important uh, there was two very important Olympic medals to get for this Olympics, and that was one gold for Jess Fox, and probably two is the Boomers coming up, and they're uh, currently undefeated. So. Mm, yeah, the, the Dream Team were back on though, weren't they? Uh, yesterday, dominating, winning by probably one of the biggest wins you'd see in the Olympics. But um, I actually caught a little bit of the soccer, and the Aussies were were pretty gallant there. The, the soccer ruse yeah. as well, weren't they? It was uh, it was probably a, a tough assignment up against Egypt, but uh, the, the, the game before they just repelled all of the challenge until about the 70th minute. So Certainly. I think the the Australian athletes are doing us proud. That's for sure. They certainly are, and. So much so that on a Greyhound show, we're talking mainly about the Olympics. Yeah. I don't mind it. I hope you don't mind it, James, because uh, it's a very proud moment at the moment. But uh, you're not playing here at Warrigal, but let's nah, get... sitting sitting it out, mate. Let's, Race 10. Let's head there now. Just about set. 400 metres for the grade fives. Green light on. 
set to go. They're ready. Racing, Cloncurry Girl on the inside beat them out by a length or so. Going up on the centre there was Audacious Lila. A bit deeper on the track was Zipping Quacko. Just got a slight check going past at Walnut Rose and then came Metro Boomin sneaking up on the fence. Further back was Shady Talks and then came Ellswick Sky. They corner for home. Cloncurry Girl still about a length in front. Trying hard was Audacious Lila but it's Cloncurry Girl. Three quarters to Audacious Lila. Metro Boomin snuck up on the fence for third. Then came Walnut Rose. It'll be Rose, one, four and and five. One, four, and five there at Warrigal. Cloncurry Girl, $6.70. Audacious Layla and Metro Boomin. What do you think of that one, James? Yeah, if you're ever in doubt, maybe just going back the uh, the red hay Cloncurry Girl just uh, just controlled the race. It was a nice win too because 22.95 is a nice run around there. I sort of thought that was a 23.10 type of race and hence the reason uh, Cloncurry Girl's been able to go all of the way. Race two in the harness at Bendigo is not too far away now. Just recapping what happened in that first race, the, the odds-on favourite, I, I missed the start, but I think it galloped away, it was a mile back last, took the lead turning for home, raced pretty much at least a sulky length in front, and then went for a gallop and threw the race away. So if you took the shorts on the fave in, in race one, it was a was a pretty hard view, but um, you, you get the feeling that on ability that the horse clearly, clearly had them covered. So once it can work on, on a few of its skills, you'd expect it would be a pretty nice horse moving forward. Absolutely. We'll keep an eye on that as well. Now, is there anything we need to discuss before we head to our final break, before we get to Bendigo and all that? Because I feel like we have focused a lot on the Olympics, which... <laughs> As you know, and I think as we keep saying to our listeners, it was a pretty important race that we wanted to uh, keep an, uh, keep a track of and have a look at. And obviously, it's over now, so we can uh, we can move on. But is there anything you want to quickly yeah. throw in there? I think it's important too because we touched on Jess Fox on Tuesday and, and the disappointment mm. and, and for her and for the Australians and to bounce back, it was it was very very good to watch. Yeah, the straight track championship at Hillsville. Uh, on Sunday afternoon, 12.38, sort of the early part of the afternoon. And this is an elite field. Box one, Jordanville Jet. Two, Duncan. Three, Hello George. Four, Smart as Jack. Five, Ferdinand Boys. Six, Utah Ghost. Seven, Untested. Eight, Dream Wizard. You would be 100% happy if that was the Hillsville Cup field, just on, on the depth and the class in that race. Look, I'm going to tip Utah Ghost. His two runs up the straight have been absolutely breathtaking. If he continues to do what he's doing right now, Utah Ghost, he, he will probably go very close to winning the Hillsville Cup. He's now put himself right at the, the top of the tree when it comes to the Arrow race, which is the head-to-head -head match race coming up in, in a couple of weeks' time at the end of August. So it is just a mouth-watering clash. And despite the disappointment of no national straight track championship final at Capella Bar, I think the, uh, the club and the straight track venue Well, we might have lost Jimmy Vandermart again. Don't know if there's a bit of adverse weather down there at uh, at the farm, but oh no, we got you back there, James. I can hear you now. <laughs> yes, oh, I was just saying. I think the club. It was my old boy trying to call me, but uh, the uh, the club would be absolutely tickled pink with with the feel that they've got assembled for that straight track championship. I mean, it is easily a group class of race, and to to think there's no Capella Bar, but we're still getting that kind of final for five thousand dollars up the straight. It's just a an entree to what's upcoming with the uh, the festival of racing up the straight continuing. All right, beautiful. Hey, we'll uh, we'll clear our final break. We'll come back and we'll wrap things up. Hopefully. Mitch Abayer will be in the building. We might be able to get him in and have a quick chat, but we'll get any best bets from you as well across the country tonight. James Vandermark, John Donahoe with you. Don't forget to download the Watchdog app. Never miss your favourite Greyhounds racing again. More to come on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase.
Yeah, welcome back to Thrill of the Chase as Jess Fox finally gets her gold medal. She's receiving it. It's around her neck, James, as we speak. Good on her as well. Very happy for Jess Fox. We'll get to uh, we'll get back to James Vandermart in just a moment. Don't forget a big, big episode of the Lids Fly last night. The last time we'll hear uh, Jason Bonington in that position before Miles Fitzner comes back. Are you on? Are you on with them, Damo? No, no, Damo Watson tonight. But it will be Bonington. It will mm. be uh, the watchdog. It will be Mitchell Bayer. So it's a big old crew that's coming up after myself and James Vandermar. But we've got a couple of minutes left. It, it is official now, James. The gold medal's around her neck. It's in her possession. So that's very, very good very to see, mate. And the one thing I've just noticed, I just had to buzz downstairs in the ad break. And I'm in no Olympic state, I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, coming back up the stairs, I've had a couple of months off from calling here at Sandown. And... We're pretty high up, and I tell you what, by the time I got back to the broadcast box, I was in no state to even try and speak. So I'm catching my breath, getting ready for a big night of racing here, and I reckon tonight, Jess Fox has kicked us off on the right side of the ledger. I think we can back a few winners here tonight. Excellent. All right, well, kick us off. Let us know what you're doing, what uh, what your best bets are. Go ahead. Well, I reckon we'll start with uh, just a quick race by race preview. What time do we finish up here on the show tonight, Johnny? It's uh, about uh, 5.55. Yeah, about 56, 56 past. Well, that gives us about uh, seven or eight minutes to just tear Sandown Park uh, apart tonight. We'll start with race number one because I know the punters like to get a winner early. Race one, I'm tipping 1845. I'm pretty keen here on Steamer Redeemer. Uh, this Greyhound's last couple of runs have been really good. Competitive form. It's been back, though. Got out to 190 this afternoon, now right back into 165. There's been money for the four, 380 into 260. This is a greyhound from South Australia, but I think they're going to be all out chasing Steamer Redeemer, who's drawn beautifully in box one in race one. All right, beautiful. We'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, what are we going through next race two? Yeah, race two going 8213 here. I've tipped Sir Champ on top. He just needs a touch of luck in running. If he gets that, he's going to be mighty hard to beat. He's, he's drawn okay, I think, and if he can hold that clear run out wide, I think he's going to finish very, very strongly tonight. 8 2 one, 3 in the second. Aston Rupee is a very short favourite. forty in the third. How, how this is a grade 5 field is beyond me. It's it's potentially the, the best grade 5 field I've seen in at least the last 12 months. Uh, Fortuna Bale, Hilltop Jack coming off a group one. Shadow Mist uh, coming off a, a group race over the 600 metres. Run Barber Run, who's a consistent city type. And then you throw in Junk Food Junkie and Aston Rupee. I mean, this is an elite field. I've gone 3 2 one, six. It's just impossible to tip a dog like Aston Rupee to lose a grade five anywhere in the country. So 3 2 one, six. For Aston Rupee, the fastest dog in Australia going around in race number three. Race number four, $3.20 favourite is number one, Nikolai Bale. What do you think? Keen to take the two here, John. It fell last time out at Geelong when we were on uh, the coverage for that meeting. And look, I just think it can bounce back here. So I've gone 2173. In fact, it was the Friday night coverage that he, he took the tumble last week. So 2173, I'm thinking perfect product can bounce back. Right. Fifth race, Mapunga Ruby, the favourite out of the six box. Yeah, look, 6573, my numbers here. I was taken by Fairytale Wish, who won really impressively uh, two runs ago and, and coming off some coursing form. So I think she's uh, she's running well, but Mapunga Ruby looks the, the class runner. Very, very good strike rate, good numerical form, ticks a lot of boxes, so six on top there. 
Very open race in the sixth. Anything can win this. We've got, oh, hey, here's an omen bet. Run like Jess, number five, <laughs> is at $4.40. So uh, for the omen backers out there, I reckon you'll be uh, jumping on board that. But the $2.90 favourite is Major Sacrifice. Yeah, Major Sacrifice is another term that could probably be used for a lot of Olympians, I think, as well. That is the, the ultimate sacrifice to commit to a sport like they do. But I've gone six on top zipping ticket. It just looked like he was a chance to win that uh, that five all-stayers at South the Meadows on the home corner last time and I was taken by that run obviously no Hank the Hustler here so I'll go six on top from run like Jess like you say the omen tip I think we'll be cheering seven and eight to round out my top four race number seven three dollar fifty whatever I say uh, is the favorite from bounce back and Mapunga warrior as well yeah, good race this one, and, and I have left whatever I say out, but if she can lead like she has been over the 700, she's going to take a lot of beating. I've gone two, three, five, and one, but thought this was one of the, the harder races of the night. Mapunga Warrior is a big each way chance. If he can get the right run, I think he can be right there in the finish. He was unlucky at the Meadows last time, and he caught the eye nonetheless. So it's a tough one, but I've gone two, three, five, one in race seven. Race number eight, number one, King of Calypso, a $3.30 favourite, Invictus Rising 360, and Rebel Riot, number four, is $4. Just knows how to win them of late King of Calypso. He, he can sort of want to get away a little bit from the rail, but he's he's found a way to, to do that of late and still be winning. So I'm going to tip one on top to beat three, four, and eight. I, I'd be surprised if the winner doesn't come from the one, three, or four in that final leg of the quaddy. Are you going against Mapunga Frida, $1.90 favourite, $3.30 no. for Gypsy Vista and Sovereign Wind at four sixty? Not a sure thing, but I think pretty hard to beat Mapunga Frida. So I'll follow the uh, the way of the market here. Two, one, three, six for my numbers in race number nine. What about, is it a sure thing in the next, in the 10th at $1.95, Kalinda Patty? Yeah, look, I think there are some challenges in the race. Tinker Craig was was probably a bit disappointing, but um, I know Mitchell Bayer was, was pretty keen in saying the dog doesn't suit box number one last week. So getting out to box six, you might see a massive improvement from Tinker Craig. Look, Malaya Bale's a, a greyhound worth following. This is one we've spoken about um, on the show as, as a bit of a dog to follow. So I've thrown her in for a placing, but just waiting, waiting patiently until she gets up over more ground. So three on top, Kalinda Patty to beat the six, Tinker Craig, five, Malaya Bale. Just just really looking forward to seeing how she hits the line and number seven, Gemma Blue for fourth. Uh, Sandown Park, we were talking about omen bets before with run, with run Like Jess. This is an omen bet here in this one, isolating at $2.80 is your favourite Nifty Nangar at $3.30, $5 for Low Plains as well. Are you top three? Yeah, look, at all the Victorians who have, who have spent a lot of time isolating would have had a pretty good run on this dog. He's won four out of his last five. He started off with a couple of good runs up the straight. So my numbers, two to beat the four, three and one to round out my top four. All right, beautiful. And in the 12th, Pass It On is the favourite, number four, $2.10. Buy a weed at $4.60, Patriot Tubman at $3.70. Anything beating the favourite here? Oh, look, it's a hard one, to be honest, this race. I, I've left the four out, passed it on, but only because I think the price is a little bit too skinny. I think he's the dog to beat. Um, I went two, three, eight, one, but he, he just raced a bit greenly two starts ago when he won down at Geelong, passed it on. So I think he's a small risk at the price. All right. what Out of all of those that you've you've put in, your you're on tops, what's your best bet for the night? Um, I'd probably go, um, you've caught me off guard Sorry. here, it was one, no, it was one later on, um, I'd probably go with race 11, number two, Nifty Nangar. Alright, race 11, number two is James Vandermart's on top, best bet of the night.
All right, Jim, we're just about out of time. We've covered an enormous amount of ground here tonight, mainly Olympic, but, uh, you know, we've we've been on air and witnessing history there with Jess Fox. Uh, I'm I'm wrecked. I don't know about you, but it's uh, it's been a busy show. Yeah, my night's only just starting to begin as well, Johnny, which is the scary point. Just mentioning, too, they have just jumped in the second race at Warnable. This is a dog we were following from last week, Osprey Rose, who we thought was pretty impressive. Um, it's gone to the front from Bobby Bullshark and looks pretty safely home as they turn for home. So if you backed Osprey Rose, you're about a length in front and going to cling on and win. So Beautiful. we gave that a good push last week on the show, and it's done us, uh, done us well today as well. Beautiful. All right, mate. Hey, thank you again. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah, pleasure, mate. Hopefully next week more gold medal for the Aussies and we can uh, can get right around it next uh, Tuesday afternoon. Johnny, have a good week, mate. You too. James Vandermark joining me there as always. Big show coming up. It's the Lids Fly, Watchdog, Bonnington, Abaya. Can Bonnington find a way to win on his last week? And next week is the biggest of them all. It's the tipsters versus the experts who will win. Fitzner and Bonnington taking on Watchdog and a Bayer. That's the big one for next Thursday. But for now, it's time to get stuck into a little bit of the lids fly. Thanks for your company, everyone. Bye for now. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91